0: Welcome to a special mailbag episode of the It's a Mimic podcast, where I, Adam, am sitting down with one of our Patreon members, Andre, who has generously become our first patron of Metallic Great Worm Tier, and he's back for the third time now. And that means he's going to be able to sit down and record an episode with us, and he decided that today we're going to be designing a small town. This is the third time Andre and I have sat down for one of these episodes. We've built a dungeon and workshops some dragon stat blocks, which means you know he's leaning hard into the dungeons and dragons of dungeons and dragons um but before we get started let's check in again because as far as i can tell i'm actually talking to andres evil twin because oh. he's got a brand new background and he has shaved his head so like your glorious <laughs> locks have all just disappeared yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i <laughs> i that was a very uh <laughs> thank you I'm, I'm glad to be back first of all but uh yeah i am um, I have officially moved into my new apartment. Uh, not long after we talked, I was I started looking at the market, and then oh, I think only like a month ago, we we looked at this place and offered it, offered to it immediately. Me and my girlfriend. So uh, it was a it was a whole month of stressing.
0: That is very stressful, but also very exciting. This is your first place. Oh, yeah,
1: this is yeah this is this is our fl- first place on on our own. And then yeah, the the shave the the shaving my head was was a two parter. I both wanted to uh, shave as to uh, because it's a new part of my life. I wanted to start again, and my hair was getting quite rough, and it was quite frankly in um, cosmetic terms fucked. Um, <laughs> the the luscious locks were only a sham because of <laughs> the amount of work I put into. It. <laughs>
0: that's fair I, I, uh, I decided to start fresh I, I, this is not a
1: this is not my first time doing this so
0: yeah i i feel that every time that i do something new or it's time for change or whatnot, the beard goes way back in so mm-hmm. you can tell that i am now getting to like wizard level it is time for it to fucking talk <laughs> back here although it keeps threatening me Ake, that i'm gonna keep it as long as possible. i'm just gonna grow it and grow it and grow it until the <laughs> wedding and then she can see what we're gonna do from there so <laughs> um which means I have like 11 more, mo- oh my god, I have 11 more months. Oh, fuck. So the other <laughs> thing that we should say for a disclaimer before we go any further is that Andre and I are both hungover as fuck. <laughs> Andre had first hangover ever today. And I... I, I got shit-faced with Dan last weekend, I got shit-faced with Megan two nights ago, and I got shit-faced with Dave last night.
1: Uh, and in wonderful. three days, I'm getting
0: shit faced with Casey and Charlie. So it is just the Christmas season of drinking. And that, I it's think, wonderful. checks off everyone on my D&D, uh, around my D&D table except Mieka. That's so, wonderful. So no, yeah. I am <laughs> rough today.
1: I, I I I was very happy, though. My hangover wasn't that bad. I woke up, I was like, stood up, I was like, whoa, this is probably a hangover. And then I went, took a shower, I was like, oh, it's gone. What a, what a, what a light fucker, but... I was then informed the first hangover is the easiest one, so I'm excited for the future.
0: <laughs> it will take me two days to get back on my feet. <laughs> so, yeah, I will be good again Tuesday morning. Just in time to get shit faced with Charlie and Katie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's just what I'm saying. <laughs> you,
0: gotta, you gotta start
1: fresh when you get shit faced. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, so. Building a town, you and I talked about. What do we want to talk about this episode? And you landed on building uh, a town. Uh, specifically, yeah. you said something that's you know relatively small, but it's got like a duke. So when we say small yeah, yeah, town, yeah. we don't mean really small, small town. We mean functioning small city, right? Yeah. So why did you pick this? What was what was the thing that interested you the most about this before we jump um
1: over? Honestly, the lack of the towns that I've had in my campaigns, honestly. I oh, do. Yeah? I have done very, like out-and-about nature type Uh, way more open world than it probably has to work it's been a lot of um, relying on my uh, outdoor personality and scouting okay
0: to figure it
1: out but urban areas are not my um, favorite terrain if you will
0: (laughs) it's honestly one of the most intimidating things for a lot of new players and new dms and If you've never done it before, you have very limited experience, it can be overwhelming because you've got a couple of things that immediately stand in your way. And one of those is the fact that there's no sneaking. There are eyes everywhere all of the time. The second one is you have to hold your players accountable for their murder hoboism. They can go slay a goblin out in the woods, no problem. They can't slay a goblin in an alley. That's now a crime scene, right? And so... A roadside tavern out in the middle of nowhere, you can get in a bar fight. But if you get in a bar fight in the capital city, you're going to jail, right? If you get caught, you, you if it's in the capital city, you're going to get caught. Like that's it's that's true. the whole <laughs> thing. Unless you can teleport away, or you've got some visibility, like you've got to get up to some magical kerfuckery to to get away from that kind of stuff. So, uh, which brings me to kind of my first point before we launch into the breakdown that 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 we're working off of. When you build a uh, town, honestly, you should focus on the absolute necessary things, have a handful of random tables of NPCs nearby so that you can fill in the gaps because the difference between a blacksmith and a wig maker and a candle maker are all like, it's just what items they're they're going to write down on the character sheet, right? The difference is going to be the NPCs they run into. And that's going to be a conversation for, I think, another episode is is digging into the NPC personalities and motivations and whatnot when they're in a town as opposed to the roadside bandits or, you know, the bartender out in the middle of the stick somewhere who's just carries a shotgun under the counter. Right. Like there's there's going to be different um, differences between the poor section of town and the merchants and the nobles and and there's a right way to do stuff when you're in a city. So yeah. the best thing to do is to start small and only go to the places you need to go. You can describe things kind of broadly, but it's, if you've never done it before, going sandbox can be a little scary. This is why we like to zoom yeah, out yeah. in downtime and say, are you shopping? What are you shopping for? Okay. It'll cost you this much. And we just kind of hand <laughs> the, the interactions themselves, unless we've got some experience. Uh, I have very limited experience with critical role, but I know that Matt Mercer is absolutely great at bringing in interesting markets and merchants and NPCs and it's, go it's shopping. honestly
1: it's honestly unbelievable
0: how he does it I, I but I can't remember his full-time job right like he spent <laughs> an hour and a half designing each one of them right it's true.
1: Uh, well, he's still a voice actor. I'd say it's, it's 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 definitely a 60% job, at least.
0: Oh, no. I believe that man is overworked. I think that he works two full-time jobs.
1: So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah, I can see that as well.
0: Um, but when it, when it comes to building towns, a lot of it is just based on NPC generation. But what a lot of people don't think about is the town itself and building something interesting. And if we're going to homebrew from the ground up, instead of just slotting in a unique vendor in Waterdeep or Baldur's Gate, if we're going to build it from the ground up, there's actually a lot of considerations that you can throw into it. And we're going to kind of dive off the deep end in this episode, but I want to say you don't have to put any single piece of what we talk about into a town, right? You can decide to skip (laughs) any single one or two or dozen of these steps. Um, I'm just trying to cover all the bases so that we can build a... Barely fleshed out town, and then we can slap NPCs on top of it from there, right? Yeah. So, what we need before we get started, though, are dice because there will be random tables later. So
1: I got dice. Ah, I got dice.
0: You got dice. That's a yeah. <laughs> that's a cool little uh, <laughs> dice box. Did you find that in the local uh, store, or Amazon, or uh,
1: the neither of these are local store. They are they're from a website that me and my girlfriend absolutely love. Well, I originally bought these dice for me. My girlfriend liked the Amethyst one a lot, so I gave it to her. Relu- re- reluctantly, I would like to add. I did give it to her, even though I didn't want to.
0: But, but I, I earned a, uh, some of my dice, and I ended I up am- going out and buying the exact same set to give her <laughs> mine back.
1: <laughs> I could have done that, but I was like, uh, you know, I haven't given her a gift in a while. Sure, why
0: not? <laughs> Let's jump into kind of the decisions that we're going to make ahead of time. You make the choices. I'll ask the question. You make the choice. I'll write it down and then we'll see what we end up with at the end. Okay. I love that. I love that. So let's uh let's start off with before we do anything else, this setting that we're in. High magic yes. or low
1: magic? High magic. High magic. Magic magic is so much fun.
0: Now, when you say high magic, do you mean Sky's the limit, magic. Like there are people walking around that can move mountains with their minds, or do you mean that there's just broad magic? Everybody has access to lanterns that are magically lit. Uh,
1: yeah, that's the second one. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I think there should be a lot of a lot of magic. Magic should be a, a well-known thing, but like moving mountains with your mind should still be, you know, some otherworldly stuff that nobody sees every day.
0: Yeah, I I tend to think that even high magic caps out around fifth level spells.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can agree I can I think I've run run it that way mostly. There's like the odd npc or so that is that has higher than fifth, but that's because they aren't archmage. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So when we have uh, when we have high magic, it's not un- uncommon to see people call lightning down or to skywrite yeah. or to fly. But Disintegrate and Make Wishes and shit is yeah, yeah. still <laughs> but, beyond yeah, the was, average.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't exactly Go. see a lot of thugs casting Disintegrate.
0: <laughs> Hold on, let me write that down. I'm going to use that. Um, <laughs> so what kind of uh, geography are we talking about here? We're talking coastal, mm. mountain, forest, desert. Oh, I'm thinking...
1: Is it okay if I pick two?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Match them together. Make it interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, a a coastal mountain uh, really is really reminiscent of was really stuck out. Jesus Christ! I shouldn't have drank that one beer. I'm already slurring.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the uh, hair of the dog that bites you is uh, (laughs) a is a myth. You're still (laughs) fucked up later in the day. Um, coastal mountain, that's great. You know what? I am very familiar with that kind of region, so yeah, so am I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, what is Even on a mountainous un-
1: island? <laughs> yeah,
0: well, yeah, yours is a little bit more um vicious than mine, too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah mine yeah, doesn't yeah.
0: explode on a semi frequent basis.
1: Hey, we're, we're we're waiting for another one, man. We're we're waiting for it. This one is um, going to be rough as well.
0: <laughs> speaking of explosions what's one magical feature of the landscape that made people want to live here
1: Ooh, i'm thinking um fertile land like uh even though the terrain isn't isn't great the magic around it make the land fertile
0: like everything all the the food just grows bigger all the plants yeah are...
1: or 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 more of it's bigger or you know it's just it's just fertile because that is the opposite of how how I how my island is, yeah. Nothing grows here except like
0: potatoes. That's that's fair. Um, <laughs> what kind of uh, intelligent species live around the area? We're talking like, like playable races and other ones that playable are
1: race. Okay, okay, okay. You okay. Know,
0: not not playable, but but could be. You know,
1: mm, I'm think. Um, I think Goliaths in the mountains, maybe. You know, mm-hmm. give me give me four. Before okay 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 i got you i got you for that um goliaths yeah. one i'm thinking orcs as well just just to have that lingering threat
0: sure no 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 let's focus on the good guys first okay 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 like, okay because we're, we'll, we're retry, trying to figure orcs. out is who's living in the town okay
1: oh okay so goliaths humans sure um i'll go we'll go half elves
0: does that One mean more. that there's nearby elves as well? Like we can yes. see elves because we're on the coast. Oh yeah, you know what? We'll go see elves. How? Why not? That's nice. I often look at the terrain and the geography to tell me what yeah. kind of people are going to be around, and then I lean into those tropes a little bit. Um, yeah, that's 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 smart. <laughs> now that we have four, I want to point out that Goliaths are large, yeah, but they're are, are like are bigger than the average, yeah. but they're all medium-sized creatures did you want to yes. add small-sized creatures Like we, you want to just definitely pick one
1: can. pick one okay how about Ooh. i mean there aren't a lot what, what there's gnomes and
0: halflings oh there's more than that there's harangon there's fairies there's, oh yeah i there's goblins uh... there's <laughs> kender there's we got a lot now
1: yeah i I don't really play smaller races, so they kind of just fly by my head a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Let's let's go uh, goblins. Yeah, let's go goblins just to make it a little, a little interesting.
0: All right, sounds good. Um, and we're just going to assume based on the the order of the choices that you made them in is is those are going to be like the percentages. Like, there's more Goliaths and humans and fewer half elves and even fewer CLs and a smattering of goblins. Yes. Okay. Cool what kind of uh town is it are we unaffiliated is it part of a kingdom or a country like Ooh, you want
1: be I think we're definitely doing a part of a, a, a kingdom or country yeah
0: okay kingdom
1: or country' uh, we'll, we'll go with kingdom how close is it to the border I w- I want this to be a border town like this is on the on like on the edge of an, of
0: a border. Uh, Is it a high traffic area for merchants? Like, if we're at a coastal mountain, are there big ports that people come through, or is this really out in the sticks somewhere? Like, this is the biggest town around.
1: I'd say that there is. There's like there's a medium amount of merchants. There isn't like it isn't it isn't anything grand like a capital city, but it isn't out in
0: the sticks. So, we're dealing with like independent trading ships and not necessarily massive, ships. yes, okay. yeah, I think so. uh, let's see. does the city have a castle
1: I think I think so, yeah, one one grand one well maybe not grand, but, but a castle
0: something that like not necessarily looms over the city but is a definite feature of yeah, okay. So the next thing that I want to talk about is defending the city. And so one of the things that we talk about right off the bat is geographical features. And that's really, really good because we have the coast on one side mm-hmm. and the mountains on the other. That yep. means that we've got natural borders that are going to keep the average army from invading. But it does mean that there are marauders and looters that are going to come up and down the coast that are going to come yep. in and out of the mountain range. Right. So yeah. when you think about defending the city. At this point, if we're this far away, it should have walls. All cities have walls. Yeah. Right. Oh, so exactly. Uh, but what's the geographical feature? Like, have they built up against a sheer cliff face? Are they up against like are they in an easily defensible lagoon? Like, what's the name one geographical feature you think would help them say, okay, this is the perfect place to I think uh,
1: uh, I think a sheer cliff.
0: You want to build the yeah. castle on top of the cliff, or beside the cliff, or into the cliff, or Oh, into the cliff. Oh, you said you said
1: into it. Now I have now I
0: have to go into it. Right. <laughs> Fair enough. We've got a, a, almost a Helms deep.
1: Yeah, I, I realize what I was when I was thinking was like, oh, this is sounding more and more like almost Minas Tirith. Like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's even better. Um, when we think about defenses, do you want to add a magical feature if we we t- if we talk about high magic? is there specifically something that we would add to it and i just want to say you should not do force fields right that's <laughs> that's too much so
1: no i i hate i hate force fields anyway. so but having <laughs> something crazy like,
0: like cannons that shoot fireball or or like uh you need to speak a, a magic word to get across the bridge that leads here or something right
1: well, you, you said fireball, and I think everybody who's a player that listens to this or or is a player becoming a DM, just they're just gonna go with fireball, right? Like I I I immediately thought, well, it's, it's a cannon that shoots fireball, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, who wouldn't want a big ass cannon shooting fireballs? That's all I'm saying.
0: I don't think we're gonna end up necessarily with a moat if we're getting a little bit further back into the mountains, like the coast is nearby. Mm-hmm probably yeah. not a moat I would assume that there's going to be bridges all over the place like little rivers and streams yeah 100 and whatnot so lots of bridges so
1: we're making we're making Venice now that's fun <laughs> <laughs> Mountain is Venice yeah uh so that
0: can't go wrong <laughs> so just to paint the picture here what we have is a city that has a little bit of money in it right there's a castle and mm. there's someone that rules over them a yeah. Duke or a count or something that is uh built into the side of a of a cliff but is on the water because we're going to have ports as well right so the city yeah. can be large but it's almost like it needs to be long as it's between two natural barriers yeah. but we also decided it's about the fertile land so there's lots of lush greenery and flora around which means yeah. that there's going to be farmland that's kind of built in have you ever seen shit i'm trying to remember where it is where they've they've cut out sections of of a hillside so yeah i
1: know exactly out. uh it is it, it is i think the cities of machu picchu and south america yes. right? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah and so they made uh, these flat areas so that they can have irrigation so that they can yeah. grow their crops right Absolutely. so there's huge swaths Absolutely. of of mountain that have been taken away that makes a lot of sense for goliaths right mm-hmm. who would be who would you know master the mountains and and humans who are industrious goblins too who are inventive and we have half elves and sea elves which are about nature and would be able to help with that right sea elves would yeah. be great for working with irrigation yeah it's
1: it's all come together
0: yeah yeah this is uh this is working itself nicely together so the next question i've got for you is military structure are we dealing with town guards police Sheriff and a deputy, investigators or inspectors, conscripts, mercenaries. Uh, is it organizations? Is it guilds? Is it knights? Like, who is in charge of the actual defense here? What is the military structure that keeps the peace? I think,
1: I think the classic is town guards, isn't it? Like, yeah. And then have like uh, a knight overseeing them, like at the at the very top.
0: Well, so we'll do. Like knights that are affiliated with the castle,
1: yeah, and, and then, then town guards everyone are. Is
0: town guards. Okay, yeah. So, I have written here what is the political structure, who is the leader, but we know that it's a duke or a count or a baron or something. Yes. But let's make the call right now. Do you? We can make it just any one of those things at that level, and we can choose the female version of it or whatever yeah. in a future discussion, right? But for now, yes. Kind of what level are we talking?
1: I think, I think um, a duke. I think we're speaking duke
0: here. Are they a duke because they're related to the royal family, or because they're a hero that has been able to work their way up, or have they just inherited lands?
1: I think that they. Um, hold on. Let's. I want to. Uh, you. How many options did you, did you say?
0: There's, there's the ones that have. Um, that like are just like I'm the cousin of the king right yeah so related to the royal family then there's the ones that have been essentially knighted or gifted lands by royalty because of the mm-hmm. grand deeds they've done so there's heroes and then there's yeah. just the ones that have inherited it because their grandparents or great-grandparents somewhere in their lineage earned it right
1: right I think we're going to go for uh the deeds that they have done they that they became uh they became a, a, a duke The whether it was heroic
0: or or other. So we can assume then that this hero actually is respected by the knights. Yes. And is well liked by the people. Yes. That brings us to the next thing, and this is where we actually choose kind of the alignment of the town. Is what's the religious structure? Is it going
1: to pick a god? Like what?
0: (laughs) Well, first of all, do are we going with an entire pantheon? Are we saying all pantheons are welcome? Are we saying? no religion in the town or are we saying this is a town that worships a single god
1: i think we're going all pantheons are welcome we're, we're gonna because this is a border town with so many affiliated races close to it like trying to have uh history has shown us uh trying to force religion down some of the has not gone well in uh, no not,
0: case not so much we're yeah. history <laughs> and current times are teaching yes us that.
1: yeah 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 yeah
0: let so not get with, political. Here.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but with all pantheons, welcome. Then is this town like neutral good or neutral? I'd
1: I'd say I'd say I'd say neutral good. I think I
0: think there's more good than not. And I just want to want to say the difference between neutral good and lawful good. All civilizations <sighs> are lawful. Lawful tends to have stricter consequences.
1: I think. I, I don't think there should be. Uh, I think uh, I think there need to be consequences, but I don't think they need to be. It's not martial law. It's yeah. Not... It's not martial. Exactly. It's not. It's okay. it's it's very. Um. You know. You will. You pay, you pay a fine, or you know, go to the get th- tomatoes thrown at you at the break, or whatever.
0: Yeah. Okay. Break. Right? That's not the word. What's the word? Stocks. If you're looking for the stocks.
1: There you go. Stocks. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, not my first language. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So now we know who the good guys are. Let's okay. talk about the bad guys for a second, and this is going to be really dependent on the campaign. But we're just coming up with a general, like geography here. The questions I have are: What is the biggest threat that's nearby? That's the that's the very first one. So we're at a border. Yeah, Who are the neighboring political entities, or are there right. none because we're on the coast and it's just a, you know anything anything in open water goes.
1: <laughs> I think I think there could be a, a bit of both because. Um, I like, I like having uh, political conflict in my in my world because it just fuels a campaign, you know?
0: You I mentioned think orcs the, before. Is there like a large yes. orc war band in the mountains?
1: I would, yes. I think there should definitely be an orc war band in the mountains that, that have probably plagued the Goliaths for generations and then, you know, humans and elves came along and we, this town has been established.
0: Okay. Like maybe originally this was a multicultural fort that was yeah. a foothold to push back, and then it turned into a castle, and then a town, yeah, or city popped up around it. Okay, but is there another country? Was there anyone else? Or I, I, think, I think I think
1: I think we should definitely think. Uh, I I at least want it to be uh, like uh, an elven, like an an elven kingdom, like this these what oh, more words? van uh, fucking words.
0: Like um, an elven, uh, we're talking like a tribe or a clan or something.
1: No, like, like a a kingdom, like a full blown or an empire, if you will. These, the, purists—that's the closest word. I'm thinking of another word, but the only word I can think of is purists.
0: Okay, so they're like fanatics or like zealots, right?
1: Thank. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god, not my first language. (laughs) I (laughs) get
0: that's all right. Uh, so elves, are we going? First of all, what we didn't talk about this? Are we on the (laughs) west, east, north, or south? Coast. So we we
1: are on the south coast on the eastern side of the elven elven kingdom empire whichever we'll go <laughs> we'll go empire we'll go empire actually empires tend to sound more evil evil elven
0: empire <laughs> the triple e's uh and you said to the east so that's quadruple e's so we've got the coast to the south we've got the mountains with orcs to the north we've got the yeah uh elves to the east yeah which means that our kingdom needs to be to the west yes are there any like do we just have bandits or pirates or anything else like it's it is out in the middle think, of nowhere do we worry about that or yeah it...
1: no i don't think there is much worry about that i think i think this place in itself has enough um because it is it is you know at a border town it has the military. uh presence is higher than in in any other town so i don't think pirates or bandits would raid at least they, they would have to organize it a lot before i think the main uh problem would be the orcs and the,
0: and the elves okay so let's talk about geographical or seasonal issues where okay. yeah are, are we t- like clearly we're not dealing with droughts right are no, we dealing with the rainy season or the windy season or the cold season or what's the thing that we should, are there, does it get so warm, but it's not a drought, but it's like the bugs are out, like in Chult, like we're talking jungles of mosquitoes. Yeah. And like, uh. like Which one do you want the players when they're doing the exploration pillar to become very familiar with because we are going to know the coast. But when they're on land, what are they going to have to plan for?
1: I think I think uh, wind. I can I can resonate a lot with the wind. Um, so
0: I like that because I feel like even the farms and stuff have tall fences that aren't just like single posts, but like yeah, solid fences to keep out to keep the wind off of just whipping yeah. away the the leaves and the crops and stuff. Um, I definitely think so. Yeah. Do we have an arch villain? And, yeah, are, and are they and associated <laughs> with, with, with these two other political entities or do we just have like a lich or a dragon or like what's the what's the other thing we should think about
1: here? I definitely, when I, because the, these this is like, this elven empire is definitely something that I have made before and I've thought about. The only real idea I had with it was that there was a green dragon manipulating the leader of said country. And here we are.
0: Do we know that it's a green dragon, or is it like no, some polymorph? Uh, the players
1: the players won't know. Okay. Like no only only the DM would know. But the from, from the from the outside, this just looks like a tyrannical evil emperor.
0: Okay. Okay. And then is there any common creature type that we should be focused on? Like Fey, plants, classic monstrosities, oozes, mm. undead, like Are we going to lean heavily into that when they go out into the wilderness? What are we likely to run into like above and in an above average amount of of encounter?
1: In in, in an above, I think fey and plants is we should be because of the the innate magic of the area, being so fertile, obviously, something must, and then fey because, well, because they're funny, honestly, they're just, yeah, (laughs) they're also just fun.
0: All right, so we've got the good guys, we've got the bad guys. Let's talk about the history a little bit. We don't have to flesh this out because this is mostly campaign prep. So it's just make quick decisions and then see if you like the whole picture when it's done. And then you can go back and tweak what you like afterwards. I like that. I like that. So how old is this city? Keeping in mind, we've got Uh, elves. So how old is this city?
1: Let's say, uh, 400 years.
0: So there will still be elves in the Elven Empire that remember the founding of this city. Yes. Okay. Uh, is the founding of the city noteworthy in any way? Was there a battle? Was there a, a, a god that touched down here? Were there like was there a portal that opened up and so defenses had to come in? Or what? Did someone just say, "Hey, you know what? I'm a rich guy. Here's a bunch <laughs> of money. I'm moving in." <laughs>
1: I think I think um, I think it could be both uh, I, I was thinking more uh, when when uh, after a battle when anything had been cleared, um, somebody noticed uh, the richness of the land, the the uh, I mean the the otherworldly richness, the magical essence of the land and said, this would be great farmland. Uh,
0: okay, so that battle would be with the orcs or the elves. I think in this case uh the orcs what's the biggest myth or superstition about the city for outsiders ooh. right oh for okay for outsiders okay um ooh. just like what's the reputation i know i live in i live in a suburb outside of vancouver and there's like right. 15 or 16 different um suburbs here that that stretch yeah. out vancouver is up against water up against mountains and up against the united states border so we yeah. we can only go east but again only so far and we really can't go north because it's way too mountainous so yeah. a we've got a lot of towers because the population keeps booming but b be- we've got a lot of neighborhoods and each one has their own reputation, right? You know, oh, you don't walk through this area at night after dark, or if you yeah, want yeah, the yeah, best yeah. price on fish, this is where you go, right? Like it's it's that kind of stuff. The, what's the biggest myth or superstition or reputation about this city, like within the kingdom?
1: I think that from from an outside perspective that the myth uh, could be that the, the lord that owns this now uh, bought his way to it. He didn't actually do anything.
0: Okay. Is that, a, is that true? Or is that just a mm-hmm. rumor? It's just a rumor. I want there to be some good guys in this. In this, <laughs> All right. Um, are there any, like, supernatural myths or superstitions or anything about the area? We've got Fae. We've got orcs who are very superstitious. We've got elves and, uh, and... Oh, I think there are definitely
1: some superstitions here that, like... Um... <laughs> if um, if a goliath if a goliath feels uh if this one goliath feels an ache in his knee the wind is going to get extra diff- like then the, you know the 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 you know the classic the classic superstitions but um also if if um i don't know if um if the waves move in a certain way the sea elves are get defensive like but maybe it's a real thing maybe it's not it's just an old superstition what 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 happens i don't know
0: but like it's very, <laughs> but when when we talk about the city, is the people say, oh, you know that's where demons come through, or you can't go there without wearing oh, these. You can't travel there without wearing this kind of of necklace. Otherwise, the orcs will attack you, right? Like, is there anything like that kind of? of oh, okay, I
1: hear you. I hear you. yeah. yeah I, I definitely okay, okay, okay. I get you now. I think it definitely uh, that if you walk into a certain part of um, if uh, a forest somewhere around, uh, that that there there is a fae portal there that opens and closes whenever it decides to, I suppose, and that's where the fae are pouring through.
0: So There's an unreliable fae portal somewhere yes. nearby. Yes. Okay. Cool. How rich is the city? I'd say, I'd say it's moderate because of the, because of the amount of farming
1: it gets done. Like this is not a, it's not a. It's not like the King Ridge, but this is a. They can, the, the the Lord can live comfortably, and so can the, the people. Like, they are not, there's not a lot of poverty
0: in the okay. city. I mean, if you've got merchants coming through and ships and whatnot, there will be some, but it's not enough. Yeah, of course, of course. Work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, how long ago was the last war? I. The last war, i I'd
1: say let's let's go with 300 years ago a uh, hundred years after the establishment of the city when it was just a fort so from there it has grown I'd say
0: who was the last famous person to be associated with the city is it our Duke because he's a hero like do we have an actual celebrity I, I just,
1: yeah the the current Duke is the is the current superstar if you will of the city so
0: just to just to be clear. Um, if we had made other decisions, if we had gone with uh, he's got uh, the duke that lives there is the king's cousin or whatnot, yeah. we could choose another celebrity. Like there's a famous yes. bard that came in here and wrote all of his epic poems sitting yes. in this one tavern. Right. And so people come here to get inspired. There's lots of bards, like there's all sorts of different kinds of celebrity that we could add to it. But I like that it's built into our, our duke here that like keeps it streamlined for us. Yeah. Uh, I already asked about the reputation of the city uh, for those who live elsewhere, but what's the, rep- the, uh, but what's the reputation of the city for those who live in it?
1: I think they, they look, uh, we touched on it earlier, they look favorably to it, like even though the, there is the constant threat of the orcs and potentially the, the Elven Empire. Uh, but they feel, they feel safe with their, well, relatively as safe as they could feel with Behind the Walls.
0: They, they seem to be a content population that is yes. happy content. with their day-to-day lives, and does they yes, there are nearby threats, but if you take the appropriate precautions and if you follow the rules, you ought to be fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. Content. Well, I, I'm really forgetting words now. I haven't spoken in English in
0: a while. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the hangover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is a piece of important knowledge that all the locals know, but newcomers might not? This can be anything from the, the manor up on the hill is is haunted and we don't go in there straight through to like, hey, the best time to get prices at the docks for fish is going to be first thing in the morning, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Ooh. Um. So all the local stuff, so local knowledge. Um. Pick one thing because that's going to be the main feature. But honestly, yeah. I would sit down and come up with a D6 table and sit down and, you know, go for a drive or whatever and kind of think about what the different rumors would be around this so that as my players learn things, they can get false information, solid information, kind of vague information, right, about a series of different things that they could go do as little side quests. So Ooh, I probably should have looked over this entire thing more. <laughs> no, this one's, this one's funky, and if we don't come up with anything for it right now, that's fine we might end up with with inspirations in the future when we go through NPCs because NPCs yeah. drive a lot of these local knowledges and rumors you know the the rumor or the regular um sensibility when it comes to a small town is everybody knows everyone's business right yeah, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah dealing yeah. with the medieval fantasy town like this, the population on this is not small like we've got a few thousand people living here.
1: Yeah, definitely. But you
0: do know the districts. You've been on every street in your life. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you you know who the the main players are, so.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I can think of anything because there isn't much of
0: it. Yeah, like, we can circle back to this. Yeah. When, when we figure out kind of, well, once we build this, assuming that it's a town that the players go to, it's not a starting town. Once they come here, if they land for any appreciable amount of time, which is honestly why we're building it like this if they were just yeah. blowing through I would I would skip the majority I would make these decisions very quickly and mm-hmm. then not really worry about too much of the like well there's a secret green dragon in the Elven Empire unless they're going there right like yeah 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 so um so we can actually skip that one but it is good to, to think about what do the locals know and what do the? Visitors know, because if there are regular merchants and traders coming in off of the ocean, they will have their own knowledge about how to get here, what the seasons are, what waters you avoid. Watch out for, watch out on full moons for a ship that that flies red sails. Shit like that, right? So, yeah. So, that's going to bring us, though, to our important features. And I gave you a series of tables. There are 16 um, random tables that we're going to roll on.
1: Yeah, I got so excited when I saw them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually going to post this in the Patreon when this episode released so that all yeah. of our, our patrons um, can have access to this. I just want to say this is not necessarily the first and foremost uh, go-to list of how to build a town. These are things that I have in my experience run into as as being, these are things that my players have for some reason or another interacted with in the past. Oh yeah. And so I'm not looking to flesh out all of these items, although all of these items might exist in a small city. What I am talking about is what are the things that our players are going to interact with that I'm going to bother to flesh out NPCs for, or I'm going to put a little bit of thought into. These are the main features when they say, well, What can I do for downtime? You know who's going to be in the pub or what shops are going to be nearby or what different plot hooks there might be or features of the city. So as we go through these, we're just going to say, hey, these things are noteworthy, right? And so, for example, one of the things is uh, our first table is fortifications one because we have two tables. 2d12 tables fortifications one the first thing is the walls the town has walls yes The walls would be noteworthy because there was a dwarven stone carver that came through 45 years ago and then put faces of devils on the outside to scare away (laughs) or something right like that yeah. that makes it noteworthy. So this is what we're talking about, okay?
1: Okay, okay, okay. I got you, I got you, got you, got you, got you,
0: get you. So we've got a bunch of D twelve tables, a bunch of D ten tables, and a bunch of D eight tables. I think there's three D twelve and four D eight, and everything else is a D ten. So, yeah. I so, got my let, dice
1: out, so I'm ready.
0: Yep. Uh, I will take note of it as we go. Go ahead and roll. Give me a D twelve roll. That will be a twelve. <laughs> So the dungeon and jails are going to be noteworthy in some way, which is phenomenal. That could be, because dungeons don't have to be underground, they could be up in a tower, right? Like yeah. that's something we can think about or is, or, or they can be hanging over the edge of a cliff and people are like in <laughs> cells that are that are like cages that are swinging, right? That's where the murderers go, right? Yeah. Is they get beaten by the elements, so... So what's, uh, what's another? We're, we're going to roll twice on each one of these first ones. So give yeah. me another one on for the first fortifications one, another D12. That'll be a three. Moats. <laughs> moats. We said there wouldn't be many moats. However, <laughs> now we have rolled moats. And what that means is that the waterways have got to be defended somehow in interesting ways. And maybe that just can be something like we decided to put crocodiles in them. Right? <laughs> now, we don't have to do that. But if we put crocodiles in them, then maybe each one of these little waterways where, where people are walking on little footpaths yeah. or whatnot, they'll have walls around them as well. So there's are these areas, and people feed the crocodiles and alligators, because it keeps all yeah. of the, <laughs> the <laughs> coastal enemies at bay, right? And maybe now we've got yeah, yeah, an yeah, yeah, alligator yeah. themed, like the flag is an alligator for this city, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be anything like that or it could be quippers or maybe they maybe the waterways here run orange and no one knows why
1: yeah yeah i my immediate thought went into that they have they have dammed it a little bit so yeah. the, like the biggest river looks huge but there isn't as much water in it so if if need be to defend it they would release the river and it would take out all the bridges uh, if need be
0: Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Like it, the the auto destruct button to stop yeah. the invading army. I like that. Yeah. That's fun. Um, let's move on to fortifications number two. So the first one was like right. like objects, uh, walls, gates, portcullis, a siege weapons, shit like that. But this one's all about the people the that are part of the fortifications. So yeah, what'd you roll?
1: All right. uh, um, I rolled that nine. So boom. Police station.
0: <laughs> Police station. We decided that we're dealing with knights and town guards. So this might yeah. be the Knights Guild Hall or yeah. the town guards, um, like favorite uh watering hole or investigation. Like we're dealing specifically with them. Um, probably not their watering hole, not, not their tavern, but like their offices, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's
1: uh I let's think... roll again. All righty. Uh that'll be an eight
0: port defenses. Ooh. And port defenses, which make a lot of sense as well, right? Like you said, we're not really dealing with pirates or anything, and maybe we're not dealing with them anymore. And the port defenses that are there are these old ballistas or these giant giant towers that are now in disrepair. Yeah, Some trebuchets or, well, not catapults. If you
1: have trebuchets, then catapults.
0: Yeah, but I would say that that they're epic. They're huge. They're amazing, but maybe they're not in use anymore. I think what could also be
1: cool is... um, I just remembered remember this, um, having a, a chain in, uh, at the, uh, where the port opens up. And if it's twisted, the chain kind of rises out of the water. So if any invading armies, they just oh, that's go into really a cool. giant steel chain. I remember there was some trivia that my girlfriend told me about England England. Uh, the town she's in had a giant chain.
0: So if the Germans would have invaded, they would have just pulled the chain up. That's so simple and so effective that's exactly <laughs> you know what you know what so so we're gonna put this in a little bit of a bay or a lagoon or something so that like the yeah. landscape moves out in in horns you know around the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah and then we can have two gigantic donkey wheels yes right and but nobody mans them anymore so if there ever needs to be a thing we're like hey we need to cut off the bay for whatever reason we know the elven navy is coming in right yeah then the players just grab every Goliath they can find as yeah. they're running to the donkey wheels.
1: That's good. That's nice. Yeah. I like
0: that. Now let's talk about the roadside. When you're walking down the roads in here, the very first thing you're going to notice when you walk in are going to be the fortifications. And then you're going to see the defenses and and feel the, the um, police presence. Right. But now when you're walking down the roads, what are you going to run into? Right. So there's a D10 table here for the people that you're going to see out and about that aren't necessarily tied to a a specific location. Yeah. I rolled a thug. I rolled a two. So we have local thugs and maybe, yeah, maybe even a little bit of organized crime. Right. Like this is, I definitely think so. This is a gang that runs, you know, down by the docks or in the like the poor neighborhood or whatnot. Right.
1: Yeah. I definitely think so. That that I I feel like any any I'm not gonna say any good town. <laughs> any 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 good D town has to have some element of crime or someone so that in if the so the heroes could help.
0: And this is why okay. I put it on here. This is actually the first table where we've got multiples of the same thing. Like I've got yeah. two thugs, three vendors, and two street performers on here. Uh, on a yeah. d10 table right and the reason i've done that is because you're likely to get lots of them you could roll two yeah. noteworthy versions of them but there would be this in every town right so yeah so our thugs are going to be noteworthy in some way uh and maybe it is because they are that's the goblins right yeah oh yeah
1: Ooh, yeah that's definitely Something <laughs> I so, forgot that I put goblins in the stuff immediately. So
0: let's uh let's roll again and see what else we're gonna get on this one.
1: Uh a four, a vendor,
0: a vendor. So we can pick whatever we want, but these are not going to be proper merchants and stalls or anything. This is gonna be your vendor with a cart selling flowers or selling sweet meats or selling yeah, right, uh trinkets or baubles or uh even things down by the docks or by the front gates as people come in to be like, Hey, welcome to the city. Would you like, Hey, if alligators are our emblem, we've, I sell little stone alligators, right? Ooh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. It could just be trinkets. The last time I went to Washington DC cause Mieka lives about an hour from there. So we'd go in there occasionally when I'm in town for her, man, the streets are choked with these vendors. And when Life, I went yeah, to I've... Venice, like, holy <laughs> shit, like I couldn't, I couldn't breathe. They were I, uh, down my throat I, trying to sell shit. I've
1: been to both of those places. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. I've been to
0: I've been to both. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to public works. So we're talking now about the stuff that is going to stand out uh to everybody, including a town hall, town square, different gardens, monuments, and uh and more like recreational places mm-hmm. that the Duke is going to just pay for and have upkeep on, right? So yeah. I rolled a two and a seven. So the two is a town square. So I think town square needs to be a big public, bright, fun area for people to go. Yes. Right. Absolutely. But a seven is a gymnasia and it's not what you think it is. It's not a gym. Like we would see in, uh, in like, like a workout area. It's not about sports. A gymnasia up until recently has been a place where philosophers meet and argue, and speak, and not necessarily political decisions are made, but where the greatest minds come together to talk. And it's usually a public open forum unless it's closed with private matters, but there would be maybe a small sunken auditorium nearby, maybe near near the castle, that uh, it is people's full-time jobs to be philosophers and scribes and to sit down and think these big questions, and come up with, what are the themes and strategies and whatnot? So my friends are gonna think it's
1: uh, my friends are gonna think it's so ironic that I wrote this. Oh yeah. I have Why? an express I have an express hatred of philosophy. <laughs> oh, <dear>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't I I I had to take a philosophy class in, in school and I hated every second of it. I think I, I we're still gonna keep it. I think it's good for me. <laughs> I, I think my friends are gonna laugh at me and make so much fun of me for rolling this. I,
0: I think that we've got two things. First of all, my, my initial thought, and I've always said this. Uh philosophy class is only as good as the teacher.
1: Yeah. Well, it was it, it didn't help that it was an online class. So the teacher wasn't like it didn't there was no help from the teacher really. Yeah. Fair enough. Like but, uh it's hard but, to get but, into but,
0: your, your class debates and yeah. shit when it's online, but
1: yeah, but but I, I digress. Some philosophers are okay, but
0: this is gonna be <laughs> interesting though, because what you're gonna be able to see here, we have chosen five different groups of people. Goliaths, humans, half-elves, sea-elves, and goblins. Yes. I'm sure that the half-elves and sea-elves are kind of like looked at out of the corner of their eye because of the nearby elven empire, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's – I want (laughs) – okay, hold on. I'm going to make make
0: this perfectly clear.
1: (laughs) It's not that I like that there is resentment towards these races. I think it's interesting that there is some. (laughs) because of the eleven Empire, just so
0: that we're perfectly clear here. <laughs> it, it's, it's good game design to have Yes, yes. And easily, because it's D&D, and it's not, you know, Game of Thrones or or yeah. something like World of Warcraft, which is huge and expansive. Like D&D, you often have to rely on stereotypes and tropes just to get through the mm-hmm. story quickly. So having yeah. easily identifiable enemies is... is Decent game design. I am Sorry. not promoting racism, but I am yeah. saying there's definitely that concept of otherism in D D, and it's worth it's worth thinking about. But between the half elves, the CLs, and the goblins, this gymnasium would have five different groups of people that are coming together to argue. very different philosophies and perspectives on life right and what direction are we heading in and maybe there's a single trusted knight or philosopher something that isn't one of these right like these are the main people but maybe there's a tabaxi that runs it as a neutral mediator right
1: yeah i think i think it's important that there should be a neutral mediator because the the goliaths are going to so a goliath will go only the strong survive because that's their entire way of life humans are going to say we have to help each other we are a society together the half elves will go we have to make we have to try to find a medium with our neighbors the CLs
0: are gonna so so CLs are weird they're but they're still going to be part c but mostly elf they're going to be focused on the idea of uh nature still because that's elves otherwise we have tritons right so if we lean into sea elves they're going to have an eye on the things like if everyone's talking about creating new farmland because we want to be able to expand the town the goliaths say yeah we can carve out part of the mountainside and the humans are going to be like yeah we've got the tools to help and the goblins are going to be like and we can work on the irrigation but the elves are going to be the ones that say hey you got to do it quickly and you can't do it in the rainy season because if you cut down all the trees in that area You won't have a root system, which means now you get mudslides. And we know that and you don't, right? And so is this a good idea? Should we do it in small sections or should we try to do it all at once? Or where are we going to get the labor for that? And should we hire people on? And so as much as they're not necessarily a town council making these decisions, they are people sitting here saying, what about this? Did you think about that? And when we get into philosophy, it would be, is it worth it? The town is large enough. At what point does this become unwieldy, and the and the natural world around us will start to kick us out, right? Yeah,
1: that's that's there has to be. I think yeah, I think the seals are trying to bring balance to the, to the very ambitious humans and goliaths of of this town.
0: And what's interesting here, is that. We would not even have this conversation as being something that's worth bringing up in D&D if we hadn't randomly rolled it on the public works as being like, hey, this is what we're talking about, right?
1: Yeah, this is wonderful.
0: <laughs> so those are all first impressions. These are the things you're going to see yes. when you walk in. Huge town square, a massive gymnasium where there are people in robes walking around having quiet conversations before the next public forum. Right. You've got a vendor that's in your face. You've got clear signs, maybe graffiti or something, of thugs and organized crime. There are port defenses with these massive, like donkey wheels you would see as you come into the port, the police station, whatever the dungeon or jail is. It's like up a tower or hanging off a cliff, or maybe an entire cliffside that sheer cliff has Mm -hmm. just a bunch of like barred windows in it. And that's the dungeon. So it's just (laughs) like, everyone can see where the criminals are and late at yeah. night you can hear them yelling and moaning and wailing down right like and then we've got these these moats that are these so many little footpaths and this gigantic dam ready to wipe them all out if we need right
1: yeah 100%
0: so that's what you notice when you first come in but now your players have come in they've sat down and they're like all right what else can we do with our downtime so uh, we're gonna roll twice in each of these, and we're gonna run through them a little bit quicker because these ones are a little bit more simple. Yeah, 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 yeah. So D10 table for what I call recovery. The players come in and they need to regain spell slots and hit points. They need to replenish their their gear. So where are they going? Uh,
1: so I got a six and a nine. A good a good old sixty nine. <laughs>
0: nice. All right. So we are going to see immediately a tavern. Which yep. I mean, that tracks. There are three tr. There are three taverns. Thirty percent of this table is taverns, and twenty percent <laughs> are inns because that's where they go first, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so we also end ended up. Everywhere. <laughs> we also ended up at a doctor's house, yes. right? And maybe that's one of the things that that they know is like when adventurers come in and check in at a tavern or an inn or whatnot. There's a posting or someone is there to say, "Hey, look." You guys just came in. Don't forget to swing by the doctor's house. Yeah. Right. He is going to take care of uh, this or give you a charm that does that, or he's got herbs that can help you with the cold or the the salty air or whatever it is. Right. So, and and the tavern is going to be noteworthy because all taverns are, we'll give it a funky name and a, and a silly bartender. And now we have a noteworthy tavern. So, yes, that could be
1: a whole episode itself making you (laughs) a Yeah.
0: I'm sure it will be at some point. The uh, next table is for food. Where do you get your food from?
1: Okay, I rolled double ones. I can re-roll one of them for sure. Yeah, (laughs) re-roll.
0: Although, if I can be honest, you rolled baker twice, which could be two opposing bakers. And so, like, when you walk down (laughs) Main Street, there is a huge baker on each side of the road that's massive (laughs) emporiums of, like, baked goods and the smell of sweets coming down. As the two shopkeepers glare at each other through the window. <laughs> and that's fun, right? So I've got no problem. You've got like the fat halfling on one side and the bold on the other. They just hate each other so much because I had raisin tarts last week and now he's doing it, but he had fucking cinnamon, right? Like <laughs> That's actually way better than the second roll. <laughs> What'd you get for the second roll? I, got, I mean, it fits. I got a silo. Yes. So, what's interesting about this, and I, I have at the end of the list a granary, a silo, and a water tower. The reason that they're here is because they should be noteworthy. Yes. When when we're talking about this this port area, we've got farmlands and less lush foliage and whatnot. We don't have is grains, and that is an absolute important thing to have. And so the silo is necessary because if anything happens to it, the population is threatened. Yeah. Which means there would be ships coming in with with major grain um, imports. There would be merchants on the road. The people that do produce wheat or corn in limited amounts would probably be pretty fucking rich as well. And so whoever runs the silo, I bet it has a military presence. I bet it is reinforced against the wind, and I bet that there's giant signs on it, right? And, like, this is a feature of the town. So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk now for a moment about uh, the next one on the list. Social. Ooh, okay. Let's see. Okay, I got a 10 and a 5. A 10 and a 5. All right. So, social here is not necessarily, like, where you go to have social encounters or to be sociable. Like, that's your tavern, right? That's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's your gymnasia. What we've got here are like the social works that are presented. This included, although we didn't roll them, churches, temples, altars, universities, schools, and whatnot. You rolled an orphanage because, of course, you did Ascendants and Dragons. There has to be an orphanage, Wait, I, of course. Yeah, uh,
1: it has to burn down by some mysterious reason, you know, the classics, <laughs> and then you'll
0: get a rogue out of it, you know. It's like it's, it's what we do, right? The the local yeah. ambassador. <laughs> It just steals kids every once in a while from the orphanage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, but as far as the orphanage, our orphanage goes, is it busy? Where are these orphans coming from? This is a rich I th- area.
1: I think that because, of course, we are a coastal town, and we have we and we established the wind is quite treacherous, so the sea will be treacherous. The orphans are coming from fishermen, like that have been lost at
0: sea. I like that. And I want to lean into it, but I want to take it a step in a different direction to be magical as well. Yeah, sure. Every so often, and there's no way to tell when it happens, a child walks out of the woods. And this is why we have Mm. that, that uh, rumor about a Fae portal.
1: That's good. Ooh, make them changelings and bam, because they're female. Bam, there you go. Yep, cool. And
0: and perfect change, change <laughs> just come wandering. Out. They're always children. They never know where they've been. But there's yeah. always like like flower necklaces on them. And, yeah, and they're always wearing clothes made out of of gigantic leaves or shit. Right, like they look like Peter Pan rejects. Right, so. <laughs>
1: Uh, they, they didn't get the audition. The other guy got it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's... I like... There, there's, like, the fisherman side of it as well. So, yeah. you've got these two worlds clashing in the orphanage. And maybe yeah. this has only been going on for, like, the last 16 years. People, like, these kids keep walking out of the woods every couple of months yeah. and we don't know why. Oh. And they haven't hit maturity yet. But, yeah. like, the they're now in, in a medieval society. They're 16 or maybe they walked out when they were four years old. So now they're twenty, and no one knows what to do with these fucking changelings. Yeah, <laughs> so. so I think
1: that's I think that's a bit of fun that having um, those s- societies, as you said, clashing, because it, it's it's so it's it's, so, it's such stark differences. Yeah, between the two, so there's going to be a clash like these kids that have no idea what's going on, and then these kids that just lost their dad or mom at sea
0: yeah or both. And, and there's would be such a sense of sadness to both of them for not knowing yeah like, is it worse to know or is it like to remember your loss or to have no memory of it at all right like i that's a theme you like man i could i could write a freaking <laughs> six, six session little mini campaign around this but uh the other thing that you rolled was a scribe yeah My favorite thing to do with scribes, and I do this (laughs) semi-frequently, is just have them follow the party around and want to record them, like The Witcher. (laughs) right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. they're going to have access to tomes and to books and whatnot that they might not have for long periods of time, because it would go to other libraries or it would go, you know, there's this, a family tree or or history or or something that gets passed from town to town. And so they might only have it for a short period of time, and they've got to transcribe it or they want to make a a few copies one for a university one for the library one for the church and one for the palace but all that shit is done by hand now we've got high magic so it could just be quills going and (laughs) one guy that's just like casting magic on a quill to go but he has to do it every single day for 100 days and then that quill and ink will do it by itself because that's how you make a spell permanent right yeah exactly So there's this one like overworked, exhausted mage that's sitting there casting it, using up all of his spell slots every day on just (laughs) making quills go. I've got, all right, (laughs) I have 12 spell slots. I've got these 12 quills and I'm on day 89. I cannot be interrupted. I have to get back to them today.
1: Yeah, exactly. You can't go Um, on a random adventure on a whim.
0: Yeah, and so like... There's shit to do with scribes as well. I I do like the idea of them following the party around and oh yeah, and recording their shit, but also they could uh they could be trying to bring to write this knowledge down. Can you imagine what happens if there is a curse that's written in one of the books or a forbidden knowledge that a scribe comes across and, and has to write it down and then learns the thing they shouldn't know.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: So there are plot hooks to be had here. There are reasons to make uh, a scribe notable.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: All right. The other thing, the next one is just housing and and storage. We've got three different levels of houses, and then also I have three different entries for warehouse on a D eight table.
1: There we go. Okay, I wrote I wrote the same thing three times. Jesus what would you Christ. get? Uh, so I rolled I rolled sheds three times, but I I I, I rolled a shed in a, a warehouse in the end.
0: Okay, so there there is housing, there are tenements, there are places for people to stay and live. That's fine. Yes, there is no. a specific warehouse that is maybe built on the water, or something like it. Literally floats and ships can come into it, right? Yeah. So like, or it's a warehouse that holds all the magic items, and oh. there is a strong town guard presence. There are two knights. Oh, Right, so oh, yeah. there are all sorts of ways that we can make warehouses important, and I think that that's abandoned largely in uh, in Dungeons and Dragons. I love having warehouse districts because yeah. there are places where you keep your broken down carts, where you just need to store shit, and yeah. and like I don't know any city, any town, any suburb that doesn't have storage units that people can rent out or garages or anything. That's what we need in in a warehouse. So yes. Um, the other one is sheds now yes i like having little outbuildings all over the place i think it makes for good fun adventures if Mm -hmm. we just have unique sheds that are in the shape of like teepees like they're all cones right or Mm -hmm. they are every one of them is painted green a bright green so that um or they all have a ward on them so that when they open or close uh they're like it makes a small ringing noise because they're open oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. people want to be able to hear if someone's in their shed right yeah. or maybe sometimes those sheds aren't actually sheds and they're areas with stairs that go down into underground tunnels that connect to the house and they're like places to escape to in case of a fire or a raid or something right they're yeah. this was originally based on a war town like a fort so maybe there are escape mm-hmm. tunnels under the city and the sheds are built on top of the access points. Yeah,
1: that's that's cool.
0: So there's lots of reasons that we can put sheds in and make them interesting or unique. And again, it's something people don't think about. We want to go into the house, but my favorite thing to do is have... I did this with my players recently where there were um, a bunch of large spiders and they went hunting around inside the house and found webs and found bodies and like that were dried out and desiccated, but they couldn't find the fucking spiders. And they went up to the Ooh, barns man. and they couldn't find the spiders. Spiders in the shed. It's a tight, enclosed, dark area, right, <laughs> that they, they have control over. So these giant spiders went in and then closed the fucking door behind them <laughs> and laid egg sacks in there, right?
1: <laughs> oh, Yikes.
0: Uh let's jump into exploring the town.
1: Yes, ready. Well table so, to begin with.
0: We're only gonna roll once in each one of these tables because this is beyond what, like at this point, we have so many unique features that yeah. this is when they go out and they take the initiative, and they could honestly say, Hey, I want to go to this place or that place or this place, that place, whatever. But yeah, we've got options in here to make things a little bit more interesting is they just say i don't know where should i go right because yeah. i have some players that are they don't know how to use their downtime so so I've the first one is just my features these are just they're not places where people live these are just items yeah or, or objects or, or structures in the town so i got a I i got a seven i got inner walls so the inner walls are going to be noteworthy uh, apparently <laughs> they don't have to be as fantastical as, as the other ones we could just have them be like there are two rings of inner walls and one's called oh, the yeah. iron and one's called the bronze and so the the gates are painted to look like or they're made of or the guards posted there wear helmets of iron or bronze depending on where they're yeah. located.
1: i think if uh, i think inner walls could definitely also then um uh, make it also almost a class system where you know the outermost wall, inner wall is maybe the poorer, and the closer to the center you go, maybe the the more um or vice versa. However you decide, however somebody decide to do it.
0: I I really like that you got the castle in the middle and well, yeah. middle it's up it's it's built into the cliff right, but like yeah. so we're dealing with a semicircle. But like castle in the middle and the nobility and then probably merchants. Yeah, and then. Uh, and finally, you're poor and you're docks, right? And maybe yeah. you need papers to get into the nobility section. Like, not just anybody oh, yeah. can go in. You have to either have an invite by one of the nobles with their seal on it, or you have to be a merchant or a traveler with diplomatic papers or something, because it's oh, it's uh, blocked absolutely, off. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And I think uh, I think that's a, a cool thing as well. Having the the guards be different for each. Like the, the probably the close the, 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 maybe there are fewer with each ring, but they are either wearing more, um, more armor or more trained or so and such. So that like, you know, it's, so there are less of them, but there are more. Uh, there's quality over quantity. The, the inner you go.
0: Yeah, I I like that. Like you have, there's an actual knight that's posted up. You know by the yeah. by the nobility, whereas. They don't bother with that. That's enough. We could just have the basic town guards do a patrol yeah. down at the docks, right? Um which which raises the question and not something we have to answer now, but like is there a disparity in between the two that the town guards and the knights? Is there a resentment or an anger or do they work together, right? I think I
1: think there's I think there's a um... I think they would always work together, but there is definitely resentment either way because the knights probably, they because they know that they are better. And the, and the town guards obviously want to have still some authority, but they have none over the knights. The knights go in and do what they want. And the town yeah. guard often has to clean up, if you will.
0: Yeah. Um, next, let's talk about animals. We've got a few farmers and even shepherds but also some businesses that will support animals. So there it is.
1: I got a three, a farmer,
0: a farmer. So this is going to be when, when your players say, I want to go talk to one of the farmers and find out you've got one prepped. Right. And so you would choose what one of the crops are that grows bigger or more plentiful or a farmer that's struggling or a farmer with a complaint. Right. Like, Hey, yeah. i lost some of my land in a natural incident natural disaster i lost some of my land i keep waiting for it to come back but it's low priority comparatively and yet yeah. they're building a new monument over on the castle. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> like you can this when we end up with farmers i want to think about two things one what are they farming and two how successful are they
1: yeah i th- but I, when I, I'll admit when I when I read uh, farmer and Shepherd um I went uh, my city thought because of um, how it works in Iceland is those are the same thing but obviously they aren't in other countries so um the farmer specifically crops
0: no the difference with the, with the farmer and the shepherd is shepherds are fr- are out there free range and roaming out in the hillside right, okay. with the whole flock of sheep. Or with all, all right. of the, the herd of cattle. And they keep them out and about in, like, grazing the, like, wild grassland. And then they know at night or after a certain number of days to bring them in to either get sheared or slaughtered or whatnot. Um, right. Okay, okay. So their job is to watch over them, to guide them, but also to protect them from natural predators, right? Yeah, Whereas farmers have buildings and structures and... And pens and whatnot. So you'll get pigs at a farm, you'll get dairy cows at a farm, but you might get like free range beef with a shepherd. A farmer owns the the cows and the cattle, but a shepherd's the one that manages it day in day out. So
1: yeah, the reason for my confusion is these are something a farmer just does in Iceland. Like he he does both of these things mostly. That's why that's why there's the confusion.
0: <laughs> okay, well, like. It can be, um, I, I often think, like, farmer can also be crops, right? Yeah. Whereas a shepherd never is. The other thing yeah, that we right. could do with right. the farmer is we could pick one of those interesting, like, monstrosities or just add a an interesting magical quality to a beast. So, like, this this is the farmer that has the, the sheep uh, that can scream three times as louder as any other sheep. And, like, so the farmer <laughs> is deaf right like we can just it's a fantasy world we can just do random weird things like hey these pigs have wings <laughs> well pigs flying, i suppose <laughs> yeah right, exactly but like you we would have this massive barn and you would walk in and before you go in you grab an umbrella yeah <laughs> because the pigs are up in the rafters floating around and pig shit is not like bird shit no you need an umbrella and it's got to be hefty right yeah. so and so my like, my, it,
1: my immediate thought when when he said magical monstrosity was this farmer just has one auroch for no reason, just abs- by accident.
0: Like, and is trying to breed the auroch with all the cattle to make heftier, sturdier, larger yeah. cattle for beasts of burden, right? Or like, who knows why? So like, I mean, you there could... are the,
1: what well, are with orcs most of the time, right? There are orcs in the mountains. Yes. So, so it's it's not like it, it's 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 not a. It's not a long way to go to for them to get lost and then you find them and, and bam. You got a yeah. big fucking
0: cow. Big fucking battle cow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that would actually be really neat is the farmer that you have is the only one that has experience uh, breaking and taming aurochs Ooh, to be used as, as beasts yeah. of burden instead of, you know, creatures of war. That would be cool.
1: Yeah, I like that. Uh, let's roll for smiths. Smiths? yeah I I, I I will say I did like the fact that you you distinguished silver gold gem and blacksmiths because and because I've seen a lot of people just kind of mesh it into one.
0: I get really, really annoyed with the way that Smiths work. <laughs> um, you'll notice that over with the animals, we had a farrier as well, which yeah. is someone that does horseshoes specifically. Right? Oh yeah, I,
1: I, this is some this is something i I did know as well. But, uh,
0: that was also a very nice touch. So what, what'd your role for Smiths? I rolled a goldsmith. Goldsmith. Well, I guess we know what's in the mountains and why we've Dude, got some money here. There is gold. <laughs> There's gold nearby. Maybe not enough for there to be a, a mine, but enough for no. them to go into the, into the, um, streams and rivers and whatnot and pan for gold. Are you familiar with that? Or is that? Like yes.
1: It? Uh, no, no, no. I'm aware. I'm aware of it. I, I, um i have tried it it's, you know tried it <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah it's Before it's not. actually a part of um of the curriculum or it was when i was a kid here in british columbia because mm-hmm. we're close enough to the yukon and alaska and the gold rush oh, right. right, that right if yeah you go up into the interior there are still gold rush towns that are mostly ghost towns now they're mostly empty yeah but a lot of the time you can go in and they've got some sort of tourist attraction where you can go in and there's literal gold in there that you can sift through and pan nice. for gold. And most people will walk out with a tiny little like grain of sand sized
1: uh, yeah. you know,
0: um, nugget of gold. So, but the idea that there would be goldsmiths here and there would be maybe a, not necessarily a gold rush, but but um, I like that too because I don't think either elves or orcs would give a shit.
1: No, I but I think definitely humans coming here that they definitely yeah. give a shit or two.
0: Now let's talk about magic shops. Let's roll on this one.
1: All right. That's a silly detail. Now you'll
0: notice that we did the number 10 on this is just roll twice on this table.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I rolled a six. So weapons and armor.
0: So there's a magical weapon and armor shop. I'm sure that this is well guarded and whatnot. But we also oh, decided yeah. it's high magic. So roll again. Yes. Oh,
1: uh,
0: three components. So spell components, and I would probably get, like, a lot of... I've got, uh, as a separate entry here, like consumables, so it's where you go for potions or scrolls or yeah. single-use wands and shit like that. Um, Or uh, spellcasting foci would be with components as well. There'd be uh, herbalists and and anti-magic like magic poisons and stuff. In a town this big, they would all have their own place, but I think the, like, spell components... This is somewhere where, like, maybe it's run by a woman that everyone knows is a hag, but she's just the sweetest old woman. Oh, yeah. But we've never seen her during the day, right? She <laughs> never <laughs> leaves her house, right? We've never seen her out of the markets or going to buy any any food for her cat. She has a cat. How does she feed the cat? Nobody knows, right? That so could just... be
1: uh, a piece of important knowledge that all the locals know, that she is a hag.
0: Yeah, and... and... <laughs> And, and, like, if you've got something, like, uh, your your pregnant wife is, is feeling incredibly ill and you don't know what to do, you yeah. take her to the component store after hours. Yeah. We don't talk about what happens, but she will be better by the time that you come out, right? Like, yeah. maybe this is a well-meaning, good witch um, that is actually just a hag, right? But, yeah. but a good aligned. So, I actually, I love that as local knowledge. That's fun. And when uh, you're yeah, in... Because... <laughs> When You're in high 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 magic fantasy, you can keep rolling, re rolling all this, and also roll a magic version on any one of the other tables. You end yeah. up with a magic monument, or a magic town crier, or a magic weaponsmith, or a magic uh portcullis, right? Like, um, exactly, it could be all sorts of cool things that you put in here, right? So, um, I also that think fits us... that we, I think
1: Sorry. it fits, we got weapons, yeah, I think it's we got weapons and armor because of this because of this the history of the town that it is a it is a front it is a frontier town essentially yeah because it has to defend itself and having uh, probably a mage running it that uh, yeah
0: chance weapons and armor i would even not necessarily even have a mage but maybe a, a paladin like an x oh yeah an or ex-holy bad. warrior, right? Oh yeah. Depending on what level your party is at, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily have this be like plus five weapons of orc slaying. It would be <laughs> these would be pieces of armor that give you plus two to stealth, or you know yeah. the there's plus one to your AC, or gives you resistance to acid or something, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move into the last four tables. We're gonna roll once on each of these. And these are all the deeper exploration. If you when your players go completely off the beaten path and they start looking for shit that they no <laughs> D D player looks for, but these things are actually involved in towns in medieval cities. And there's some yeah. weird ones in here.
1: I have definitely had players look for uh some of these. before.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I think your average adventurer is not gonna give a shit about some of this. So let's roll. No.
1: All right. Uh uh. uh. A 10, a bathhouse.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got a bathhouse. There we go.
1: I have been the player looking for a bathhouse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the bathhouse is noteworthy because what happens in the bathhouse stays in the bathhouse. Exactly. Um, I, I think that this would be a... You'll notice I don't have in this table a brothel or anything because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that's appropriate for all medieval towns
1: Yeah, in our exactly. fantasy
0: world. And I don't know what people's session zeros look like. However, that very much is a factor in medieval towns. There are brothels and bellows and shit. So Um, a bathhouse can double as that. Or it can just be, we have sea elves. This place is a bathhouse. (laughs) It is a fountain house of warm water that's always steaming. And you can go in and relax in and among the... The arcing waterways and the beautiful stone fountains and all that shit do right.
1: I think I think definitely um, the the philosophers would frequent this in their in their time as well to uh, sit just and relaxing, or yeah. or anyone really because I keep getting things that fit because in Iceland our entire thing is like hot tubs. Yeah, like we have like 2000 something swimming pools and there's a hot tub in one guaranteed at least two hot tubs in each. So it's a very big thing here. That's cool. So, so, and this is just, this is a gathering place for us. Like I have planned with friends before that we are going to a hot tub and we're going to chill.
0: Look, uh, and that's, that's cool. It's fun. Most of the hot tubs here, like all of the the aquatic centers, like pools and like Olympic pool, but also like, leisure pools with waiting kids can can fuck around in they always have a hot tub here but most of the hot tubs are in people's backyards and i'm gonna say at least in my neighborhood although i know this isn't true everywhere about every fourth or fifth house has a hot tub like it's common but it's not not everybody so
1: yeah exactly um
0: i like the idea of the bathhouse being noteworthy because if you need to talk to someone if you need to make a deal if you need to go around official channels catch them in the bathhouse this yeah. is where you know like american politicians make all of their deals on the golf course <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you're yeah, making yeah. your deals in the bathhouse of this city oh yeah 100 so that's that's fun so let's look at uh the next tables this is all the legal shit guild halls courthouse all that kind of shit i rolled a three courthouse uh the courthouse can be noteworthy because it looms over town square uh, oh, yeah. And also, it's noteworthy because we have a castle with a duke in it. Yeah, but the duke is not passing judgment on the people. We have an actual legal system here. Yes. If we wanted the duke to do it, we would just re-roll on this table. But at yes. least we, we can have a legal system so that he's more in charge of the military and the economics, unless the law, right? Yeah, they may still need his signature or his seal of approval on it.
1: Yes. I, th- but, I definitely think so. Like, if 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 a crime is so so severe that somebody is put to death, I think that the duke death would have yes. to sign this.
0: Yeah, but disputes between land borders for farmers or the yeah. the town drunk crossed a line last night. Yeah, that, that's not the duke doesn't give a shit.
1: He has more important matters to do.
0: I think that this is where I have a lawyers and advocate um, on the list but we decided on knights and i think that part of the knight's job would be i was in charge of this area or i made the arrest myself of this person yeah i'm going to come forward and present the evidence to yeah. a council of three or four or five other knights and maybe that's what the the courthouse looks like right yeah just it's
1: like just they're just sitting on a round table
0: just to- <laughs> a a, a a squished oval table if yeah. you <laughs> uh, what do we want to say about uh, the next section, which is just general laborers. I come up with a D12 for these guys. All righty. I rolled the four, a wood woodcarver. Woodcarvers. Wood carvers. The difference between a wood carver and a carpenter and a forester is a forester gets you the lumber. The carpenter yep. helps with the finer work of building houses and whatnot. But a wood yeah. does the fine detail.
1: Yeah. The carpenter also costs and complains about his back a lot.
0: Both Dan and I were carpenters. Dan was for years. I only did it for about a year. And <laughs> uh man, the physical nature of that job was great for me. I had a lot of fun with that. I liked the guys on it, but the brack the back breaking labor because I was doing baseboards all day. Oh. <laughs> I was I was fucking done. Like we would do apartment buildings and just oh yeah. You start the day off because the elevator is not working, carrying doors up 27 flights of stairs. And then Yikes. and then you go down, you use the bathroom for the last time that day because you're never doing stairs again. And yeah. and then you head back up to whatever floor 23 you're on. And then it's crouching and bending over with a nail gun and shuffling yep. along on your knees. And like Absolutely that, yep. <laughs> that was brutal. I couldn't do it now.
1: Yeah, I only poked fun at it because it's I am too, uh, I from a long line of carpenters.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. Although I will say the one thing that about carpenters that I respect more than anything else is they just know the length of things at a glance. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, In a way, I, that nobody got, else does.
1: I got blessed with with uh, with some of that, but uh, I don't use it much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the last item that we have here is actually items. These are going to be more merchants that that sells specific things yes all right uh, uh
1: that's a d8. d8 table yep i wrote the two a cart right
0: ca- all right a, so the person's gonna buy cart i did say that right or the person's <laughs> gonna buy sell and and make and repair carts if we've got the mountain passes that you've got to go through right if you're coming in from the west along yeah. the coast through mountain passes and whatnot, people are coming with carts and that's going oh, to yeah. be a major industry in this area, and that's that makes a lot of sense that there would be 100%. someone who's probably not necessarily a noble but one of the richer people in town that, yeah. is, that is dealing with this. So, I,
1: I definitely think so. But, and, and it's 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 not it's it's also not just the, the run of the milk cart either. He probably would sell those, but these would be like because they have to go through mountain passes where the roads aren't exactly always in top condition, so they have to be at least sturdy in some way.
0: Yeah, we kind of went past the stone workers and the masons. Like there was a bunch of stuff on this list that people haven't oh, yeah. heard. Like I say the patrons will be able to check this out. We're also going to talk about them about all of the things on this these lists. Actually, uh by the time that this episode that we're recording right now comes out, mm-hmm. we will have already released episode 251, which is going right. to be the shit that you find in a town. And that's kind of breaking it down. A little bit, so <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I gave you this, this, uh, breakdown, these random, uh, tables and whatnot. They, that uh-huh. only took me like 20 minutes cause I had all my notes. Still, so.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: um, but making them random tables is fun. It's definitely more interesting to, to be rolling on them. So just to be clear, yes. let me go through. These are the points of interest in our small city. Yes. I'm going to start. I'm going to start from the beginning of the episode. It's a high magic yep. area with a coastal mountain. Um, and a coastal mountainous range. The, co- the coast is on the south side. Yes. Uh, there's fertile land all over the place, abnormally so, and the flora and greenery are lush. Goliaths, humans, half-elves, sea-elves, and goblins have come together in a community that is pretty good and favor- favorable safe for the population, and even the thugs in the organized crime are not trying to tear down the system, right? They're just making their own little life here. Everyone's relatively happy. Yeah. It is part of a larger kingdom that is off to the west and this is considered a border town. It's at the edge of the kingdom. Although a lot of independent traders do come through, it's not a major, massive port town. No, We've got a castle that's built into the cliffside. We've got cannons at the uh, that are on the outer walls that shoot fireballs. And there are a number of bridges in the city and around the city, getting to and from over waterways, but also across valleys and stuff from the mountains. So lots of bridge fights coming up in our campaign. Yes. We've got uh, a system that is run by a Duke and his trusted knights. There are a number of knights. It's not like there's six of them. There's like 20 of them. Yeah. Yeah. But they've also got a number of town guards as well, because there are merchants that are coming in, but also the fact that we've got some neighboring threats. So there's a yeah. pretty decent military presence that tends to be focused, honestly, more on the exterior than on the interior of the town, because yeah. it's happy, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. The, the, the people are content.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got the Duke himself is actually a hero. He's done some great things in the past, probably combat related, and he's a local celebrity. Yep. The city welcomes all pantheons and doesn't particularly prescribe to one God or goddess or another, but we can expect that there will be multiple churches, temples, uh, and neutral worship sites as well. Although I would assume that most people have an altar within their own home. So yeah. We do know that to the north, there are a uh, number of orcs in a massive war band that have threatened the town before. Uh, as a matter of fact, that's just occurring to me now, if the coast is at the south, I assume the cliff face is to the north. So the orcs would actually be at the cliff. So this cliff face should be like 700 feet high. So they yep. don't like rappel down the cliff. Yep. They have uh, been clashing with the Goliaths. To the east, we've got the evil elven empire that is secretly being manipulated by a green dragon, but nobody knows that. Yeah, the wilderness around us is full of, like I said, lush greenery, but also plant monsters and fae, and maybe a portal to the fae wild that sometimes changeling children just wander out of, but nobody's certain what the deal is in all of that. Yeah, it's incredibly windy in this area, uh, which means that we have a lot of walls and fences. And yeah. protective uh, measures against that. I would say probably most buildings have windows with shutters. So
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: The town itself has been around for four hundred years, uh, although it's really been thriving for the last three hundred after the last war ended. There was a war against the orcs, and there was a one big battle that happened. And one of the survivors was actually the kind of founder of this town that looked around and said, "Hey, it can be more than just a fort. It's actually really fertile land."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, some people think that our duke here bought his lordship, but that's not true. The king just recognized how fantastic he is. Uh, He's
1: just great. He's just the best guy around, you know?
0: (laughs) He just really is. And he's keeping it so that everybody's moderately wealthy. Everybody's living a comfortable life. When you come into town, the first things you're going to notice are the unique moats and this incredibly strange dungeon uh, that we have that's unique to this landscape. We've got some port defenses, which include a massive donkey wheel with a chain mm-hmm. across it, um, and a police station that is probably by the town square, so that yeah. uh, people can see it. It's got a presence. It's going to be apart from the courthouse.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Actually, yeah.
0: <laughs> Down by the docks, we've got some thugs, some organized crimes. Uh, it might be goblins, but uh, maybe it's it's more multicultural than that. We have some vendors, uh, sometimes they're, they're trinkets, but there's going to be one or two that just get right in your face. Sometimes yeah, it's of course. flowers or baubles or whatever. We ended up with a pretty significant town square. I assume that maybe it's like, like really smooth cobblestone with some monuments and some benches and a little bit of greenery here and there yeah, that's absolutely. tended to by gardeners or groundskeepers. And we have a a gymnasium nearby where the philosophers meet. The philosophers also like to hang out at the bathhouse.
1: Yep. That's where you make the the other types of deals under the table.
0: (laughs) You're also going to notice the inner walls that separate the different levels of uh, wealth as well, the different districts that we have. And uh, there's going to be an interesting farmer uh, who has probably got some sort of unique uh, cattle situation with the aurochs. We've got a goldsmith um, because there's a lot of gold in the region. And we've got uh, some magic shops, specifically weapons and armor because of the history of the town. But also a lot of components as well between the merchant trade and the local uh, geography with all of the wildlife and whatnot. These would be major major landmarks within the town. But your players are going to notice the tavern first because they always do. They'll be directed to the doctor's house because that that's going to be the person that might be able to help with uh, exhaustion or maybe there are a couple of creatures nearby that turn people blind or deaf or a Medusa lives around the corner and the doctor can undo the petrification, if you can drag (laughs) that statue back. Just we've hope got, that um,
1: just hope that your friend is not a Goliath barbarian when he got turned to stone. Otherwise, you're yeah. not getting that thing. We and only we letter. only send in
0: halflings. That way we can carry it yeah. back. <laughs> uh we've got a very significant silo because we don't have a whole lot of grain in here. It's very well protected and it's the backbone of the of the survivability, um, besides trade. Yeah. We've got, did we like the two bakers that hate each other? Are we just gonna have two bakers that
1: well, we're, we're also going to have two bakers that hate each other. I, yeah. I love that. That's great.
0: <laughs> um, and so the main street, everyone knows, for a couple of blocks, it just smells like amazing baked goods in this oh, area. Yeah. We've got an orphanage that is almost 50% um, these strange chain, changeling children that come out of the wilderness and no one knows why. But, and also 50% uh, orphans of fishermen yeah. who have gone missing and were claimed by the sea. We've got uh, an interesting scribe with an interesting plot hook. We've got unique sheds that might hold some secrets to the history of the town. Uh, And a large warehouse. Maybe uh, it floats out the water, but we do know that we've got an important cart right here. And I would say that maybe this is a warehouse that is full of broken down carts or cart pieces or unique bits and pieces of magical items you can add to carts so that they can drive themselves or defend themselves or whatnot.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: The only other thing of note that uh, we've talked about is uh, we also have a wood carver as well, who is particularly skilled and talented at carving. I would maybe even link them to that vendor and it's the oh, yeah. with the oh, vendor sells. Yeah. And so when we have yeah. a plot hook, like the vendor has been robbed or the wood carver has been killed, we bring the two of them to these two things close together. So absolutely. Absolutely. So there are two things left to do on this. Three things. One, because we're dungeon masters, we draw a map.
1: <gasps> maps. Yes.
0: <laughs> two. I love maps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I in my head I have pictured the layout of this already, and I would Oh yeah, same. <laughs> uh, two is we need to populate the city now with our NPCs, and that'll be. Sometime in the future, we we would deal with that. And three, we've got to name the town. Oh and God. naming the town is the hardest fucking thing to do. Oh
1: yeah, it so, it is. Uh, it is definitely a tough a tough and come on work for me. There you go.
0: Do you want to sit down sometime in the next little bit, you and me, and do another a sequel episode where we flesh oh, yeah. out some NPCs and we? Oh, the other thing we missed is there is a hag who runs a store, There's... and and nobody. Like everybody knows it, but nobody talks about it. Yeah, because she does no harm. Yeah, or at least none that. Well, yeah, yeah, she does no harm. She genuinely wants to help. So do we do you want to sit down and go over NPCs and naming the town some other time? Absolutely. And we Absolutely. can properly flesh this out and hell, we we probably have enough here for a twenty page gazetteer as it stands right now.
1: What the fuck is a gazetteer?
0: <laughs> oh, you don't know this. Okay, so this is a thing that is, it is essentially like uh, a local atlas. It, it breaks down all of the places within a small, like usually a city or a small yeah, okay. county or something. So it's for travelers to come in and what what to look at, what to gaze at, the, the gazetteer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, um, okay, 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 okay. Like what are the features here? It often yeah. includes celebrities and statues and monuments and history of the town and stuff. And it's like a pamphlet, a brochure. But Dungeons & Dragons has been doing this up until 5th <laughs> edition whenever there's a unique setting that they hand out. Like we got, uh, there's one on D&D Beyond right now for Baldur's Gate. Oh. But when we, you pick up the Planescape mm-hmm. book and it comes with the three separate uh, books inside it because it's a box set. The mm-hmm. first one is called Sigil and the Borderlands. And that's actually a gazetteer. That's what you're like, because it breaks oh, down your look.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, uh, I had just never in my life heard the word gazetteer. So I think that, <laughs> that
0: if you had been around in three point five specifically, there were all sorts of forgotten realms and Greyhawk and and yeah. um, Dragonlance and all of the important places. Had one, even the Feywild. I think had one, and Shadowfell had one, and oh wow, we get little four-page versions of gazetteers all the way through Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft as they break down all the little dread domains and shit. Right? Nice. So, all right, so, yeah,
1: that, that, that that's fun.
0: Yeah, so we've got enough for probably twenty pages, depending on how much we wanted to to get into the finer details. Twenty oh, pages <laughs> of information about this city. It doesn't even have a name or a populace yet right okay, so but...
1: <laughs> all in due time <laughs>
0: Uh, and and there will be other things to think about as well like what's the heraldry for the knights what does the flag look like what yeah. are the common traders? what guilds are set up here right there's there's a lot uh, yeah. is there a single diplomat that is called upon that lives here and his only job is to deal with the elves if something happens Right, like we've got some options. What about the one half orc in town that was a bastard offspring of uh, a lovers, a couple of cross Romeo and Juliet with the orc warband? But nobody trusts him now, right? Like because he's the only orc in town. So we've got yeah, we've got all sorts of options to get into in the future. But do you have any final thoughts on the the building of the geography of the town? Anything that we've covered today that you're like, yes, and this.
1: I mean, I think, I think, uh, because we mentioned it, uh, there should be at least a forest somewhere. Given that the 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 Elven Empire is there, and they're all about nature, and we all know elves
0: between, love trees. Between the fae, the plants, the elves, and the Green Dragon, I assume that these are forested mountains. Yes. Until you get up to the peaks, and then that's where the Goliaths roam up in the rocky yep.
1: peaks. So. Oh, excuse me. Um, I I think that's really it. I think. Uh, really trying to think of more stuff here, but not that there should be necessary. We've done so much.
0: <laughs> was there anything in the random tables that you're like? I wish we had rolled that. It definitely was. Hold on.
1: I I think I, I think a blacksmith would have been fun to roll. Yeah, I, I do think so. Just uh, having uh, maybe a, a Goliath working the the hammer and anvil in the background while there's um uh maybe a human working the the stand or the, mm-hmm. the store itself having something like that or or even uh, i'm stealing this from a friend having having a tiefling working it so that he works in extra hot environment
0: there is a creature and you used to be able to play as them in 3.5 although it required you to like they had level adjustments, so if you wanted to uh-huh. play as more fantastical creatures, like a centaur or a minotaur, uh-huh. you would actually start at level three or four, and yeah. everyone at the party would start at, with their human four-fighter, but you start as a as a minotaur one-fighter, because yeah. you did all these. So there's this, and it, it does exist in the books, it's called an azure, A-Z-E-R. Yeah, I remember it's, these. Yeah. It's a the fire dwarf, it's a dwarf with yeah. fire for hair and beard, right? <laughs> Nice. From the elemental plane. I love those. I use them as blacksmiths all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, that's cool as well. Yeah. There was. and I think I think getting rolling the cemetery would have been hilarious as well.
0: Do you know the difference? Because I have a cemetery and a graveyard on here separately. Do you know the difference between them?
1: Probably not. No.
0: <laughs> a graveyard is attached to a church. A
1: cemetery ah, is it's, its own thing. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And in, in, I'm pretty sure in Icelandic there's just the one word for it or at least we only use the one word for it so
0: the reason as I understand it and I'm sure that someone will correct me on this but the reason that there are two words for it is because there were small communities during the plague that didn't have churches like you would go get up early Ah. and into town but all the farmers had their own cemetery out there because people were dying too much and the graveyards were filling up too fast so they had their own cemeteries, and it was very much a separate thing. Cemeteries, as opposed to graveyards, were looked down upon because cemeteries were not necessarily hallowed ground, yeah, but graveyard exactly. was. And yeah. so you would bless graves, and you would have a lot of these like crosses and stuff that you have as, as tombstones were yeah. there because we're adding a blessing to the cemetery. But this is also where we get the myths of vampires and wraiths and and ghouls and and, and zombies coming out of cemeteries because it's not hallowed ground right
1: interesting so i did not know that. that's cool yeah that's right, uh it's, it's it's an interesting piece of trip. it's not cool that people died sorry
0: <laughs> <laughs> no no it, it is interesting it's also i can't remember there's a there's a difference between a, a mausoleum and a crypt as well and if i remember correctly crypts have Tons and tons and tons of bodies. Like it's mm. just the whole town is underground in this massive crypt. But a mausoleum right. is specifically for one family or one organization. Like you would have a, ma- a mausoleum for like knights or yeah. the Illuminati, right? So, <laughs> so I they're have, not I just have,
1: <laughs> they're I not just buried in
0: crypts with with the regular schmoes like you and me.
1: Yeah, I have one question about one of these things on on the first table. What sure. the
0: fuck is a Portuguese? Port, port, port portcullis. portcullis. Yeah. So I want you to think of your medieval castle with a drawbridge, and then it has that metal grate with spikes that comes down. Ah,
1: uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that that's that's, that's a port? Okay, okay, okay. That's okay, a portcullis. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. Good to know. I, I, I just because I looked at it, you know, before all, fucking oil, like just pouring hot oil over enemies is is my favorite piece of historic yeah. like defense. Because <laughs> it is just so out of it is just so brutal some it is just so nasty
0: it is uh i i one of my favorite pieces of of very very simple wartime defenses is from southeast asia and i i don't want to say what country it's from because i don't remember specifically what Mm -hmm. they would do is they would bury clay pots and put um fermented cabbage uh in there so that the cabbage would rot and They would bury it an inch underground. So the enemies would run in and they would step on it, and their legs would fall in and get scratched all to hell, and they would be bleeding from the sharp edges of these clay pots that they stepped with <laughs> that, which then get infected. And the the <laughs> within like three or four days, the soldier would either lose a leg or die oh because it was God. such a wet, humid um landscape as well. That you're you need to keep it dry, and you have to get off of it, and that's not an option, right, for an invading army. So, Jesus Christ! Oh, people are insane, creative, but brutal. So oh, yeah. I always think of of the oil from above and the the clay yeah. pots. These these pre industrial revolution mines that they were oh, making.
1: Yeah, that's
0: that's insane. That, that's a fun piece of trivia, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. There were there are things on this list that, that didn't make it like an aviary for you know birds that can pass yeah. passages. There's
1: hawks or pigeons or ravens, if you will.
0: An apiary if you wanted bees to make honey. Like there's so much more that didn't make it onto this list. Yeah. And that's fine. And there are items on here that you'd look at and be like, I don't need that in mind. It doesn't we're doing a village. I don't need there to be a, a buckle maker. Right. I don't
1: need a fucking gymnasia in, in this fucking town.
0: Right. So like we <laughs> it... roll on the <laughs> table, but, <laughs> but it's definitely something to think about for I consider cities. Right. So, yeah. Um, do you have any uh, people or social media accounts or projects or anything you'd like to shout out or mention before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, no, just that my friends could go fuck themselves once again. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How dare you listen to me designing shit?
1: <laughs> no, uh, not really. Well, my, my, one of my friends wanted to, uh, say hi to you. You, you, and him have talked, spoken a few times on the, on the Reddit, apparently. Oh yeah. He just, he
0: wanted to send his regards. Well, hello, mystery stranger who I've spoken to, <laughs> ago, but I don't even know who I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Does he have a Reddit handle?
1: Uh, yeah, was it? I think it was. Uh, it's pronounced crises, but it's K R I nine I S. I don't. I know this.
0: this guy. Yeah, I, all right, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, well, hello. <laughs> it's funny. There is a creature in Ravnica called a Crisis, and oh. it's and it's it, that's what his the handle looks like. And in my head, I was going Crisis. So, all right, crisis. okay, I'm no. with you. <laughs> uh, so. He 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 wanted to send his regards to
1: you and uh, the
0: world <laughs> i hope he doesn't send him like a lannister send their regards because that's
1: no that's it? how i would send you regards
0: <laughs> thanks no <laughs> <laughs> <So>, we'll see <laughs> um so i'm gonna make all of this into a nice clean document and send it to you andre so we can sit down and and talk about it i'm gonna post these random tables again on the patreon for anybody that wants to go check it out and download them i'll put them on there as an attachment for everyone. Uh, again, these are guidelines, and I hope they're helpful for people to think about larger cities. And even if you just keep it off to the side, uh, inside your DM screen, anytime you go in there, when they say, Well, where can I go? What can I look at? What can I do? You've got a few dozen options here of shit to investigate with your players. I mean,
1: yeah, just looking over this, uh, was it yesterday that I, I got this? I think, uh, then and now, just there are things here that I would have. Never have thought about putting into a town or
0: a city. I have done this so many times and I'm always looking for a new thing to make my city feel different than the last one. Oh, yeah. And that's why these are important to me because I can do any village is just a huts and a tavern and a general store. Yeah, exactly. So uh but anyway, that's it for this discussion on building a town. Thank you, Andre, for choosing this topic creating this with me and supporting the patreon and thank you to the listeners for listening to another episode of the it's a mimic podcast if you'd like to support us we have a donate button on our website www.itsamimic.com a store with some it's a mimic merch and a patreon this episode and others can also be found on spotify apple podcasts youtube and most other podcast apps thanks again for listening to it's a mimic where you never know what you're going to get but we will have audio issues That's (laughs)
1: guaranteed.
0: Fucking Mike, I swear to God.